0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Is anybody waiting in Mexico? Oh, I mean, let's find out. Let's find out. Is I Rosa mean,
2: from Mexico
1: waiting? <laughs> well, like fourteen people are waiting. Apologies, it's my fault. Um, fourteen people? Fourteen people. How many from Uzbekistan? <sighs> I mean, that's difficult to say. We'll find out when the email comes through in a bit. This is where uh, you don't get this kind of level of professionalism with. Um, Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> the sportsman. What's they called? Last tackle. It's a good name, that one. It's a good name. I'm slightly. Uh, we're slightly to the side. So I don't know what's happened. Yeah. It's because we had four chairs last week, and anyway, I'm hidden in half by the new issue of Forty Twenty Magazine out this week, Friday. Friday. Look we'll out for it in your Culture Club on the cover. Uh, like uh, John Watson in the eighty-eight Cup Final when Wimbledon beat. Liverpool, and he said, the crazy gang beat the culture club. But how cultured was Bruce Grobbler? That's the big question. The first time I went to Anfield, and the only times I've been to Anfield, they're to watch rugby. But the first time was in 1993, because it was a school trip, and we got time off in the afternoon if we went, and it was the Old Blacks, I've heard of them, playing the north of England. I don't know anyone who's playing we didn't pay any attention to it because it was Union. We didn't understand it. Uh, but we did get told off for chucking bog rolls on the pitch. Because where well, your bog standard comprehensive? And they were all posh schools around. Oh, your bog rolls. Well, exactly. Mean. We weren't quakes. We weren't quakes. No future England captains in the outward You grain couldn't track. kick penalty goals and drop goals. No, no. No, no,
0: no,
1: I mean, uh, obviously, the greatest drop goal in Wakefield's history was scored by Nigel Wright against Leeds, and he is a former outward grade student. Uh, just a Bit of housekeeping because I I don't know where we are. Um, if, if you want a Tonga flag ahead of the uh series which starts soon, St. Helens Club Shop but on sale for a quid, so uh, so there you go. Goes well with pride flags as well, as Jim <laughs> just pointed out.
3: Don't ask any Tonga. No. Um,
1: we're here, we're live. It is Monday, it is the 11th of September. It's another exciting uh weekend of rugby League has been and gone. People have said some stuff. Uh, oh. Squidris Elba said uh, Harry Ketch which apparently is Uzbek for good evening it could be swearing it could be but we'll take the risk Ken says bad week for waking Just not make it look like the tide was turning that die was cast a long time ago were, who knows if David Fruita had been out at the start of the season it would have been the same outcome because we needed Luke Gale, but he's not as sexy as a story and you can't call him a legend so.
2: and he didn't walk out in the Floodlit empty stadium and put his boots on the centre circle.
3: He's nothing if not performative, isn't he? I don't understand, there's only two games left.
2: It was going. It was it was yes. His uh his other half,
1: significant other, is with child. Okay. So
0: uh,
1: I wish I haven't McDonald yet, by the way. Because I know that Steve Mascod should have won tweet of the week and I don't know if he has. I don't know if you saw it on Saturday night did, when they yeah. found that so they found the prisoner, didn't they? The prisoner escaped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he said, Where's Danny the McDonald then? Uh I oh, know he didn't with it it was League, Ex- League Express I've given tweet of the week to League Express <laughs> it's been a busy week Maybe yeah,
2: we me. may um, no sign of him yet
1: no well, where do we start this I don't know this is like when um, when Mark was on the programme he would always save the bits that he knew people wanted to listen to until later so we'll do Leeds in Crisis in a bit again okay. <laughs> <laughs> reprise Reprieve. Reprieve.
2: we could start with St Helens and Lee. Yeah, I mean, that was an exciting yeah, game, I did it? think that was a really good game and, and an indication of what we might be able to expect in the playoffs in terms of its intensity. Never lessened for the full 80 minutes. Bit of controversy at the end. Uh, the Tom Briscoe, no try. Could have given us a, a different outcome. Um, but I just, I enjoyed every minute of it. I thought it was a, a fabulous game. Couldn't take your eyes off it. I
3: think it was encouraging for Lee as well for, because some of their performances post Wembley have been a little bit disappointing haven't they and actually that was a sign of when it comes to the crunch it's going to be those playoff games um, and um, they can certainly match with St Helens I know they didn't win at the end of the day but, but that was without John Asiata yeah. as well who we know has been I think if you're a Lee fan you probably come away whilst they didn't get the win you hmm. come away encouraged that your season's not necessarily over Lamb said that didn't he he said I loved that and um,
2: that we're exactly where yeah. I want us to be in yeah. terms of our intensity and level of performance and uh, they could have nicked it at the end
1: entertaining entertaining game from start to finish Could do with but seeing less of Derrick Beaumont every time they do something <laughs> I mean, Sky needs to you know ease up on that not interested in seeing him jump it up and down in all his histrionics but as you say brutal is this why we say playoff intensity was it just a notch below that perhaps
2: yeah, I, th- I think important. Important. I, th- I think it was playoff yeah, intensity was. good um, yeah.
1: well
2: and I also think that it, it, it highlighted if anybody is going to get Saints and, la- and let's not beat around the bush they know how to win playoff games and run like like so elite. to rule them out yeah. would be ridiculous <laughs> yeah. but the one thing they didn't have I didn't think was an absolutely dominant pack because they, they haven't got Wormsley and Parsi in particular, so and Syrenine. So the guys where you rotate them and they're relentlessly powerful, they can't do that, they've got to play a, a little differently. Um, and, and I thought it showed that they probably were a little bit vulnerable in that area,
3: uh, but, but Lee were great, Lee were, were fantastic. Yeah, I regretted carrying on doing work whilst watching the game because <laughs> I just couldn't watch the game properly enough because I was still working, but because uh, it, it deserved my full attention that game. Well, the science chocolate kit deserved your full attention. Yeah, two interesting kits, weren't they?
1: little, oh. little clash, maybe? Oh, darkish. Um, mm. I think
2: we're were alright.
3: If you're watching black and white, you
1: might. Yeah. Do still have a black and white telly? Some of our listeners probably do much
3: but actually when you look at the league table, uh OKR OK, are on well, fifth now on twenty eight points, Leon thirty in fourth. Um so they probably only need to win one game. I don't know what the points was. the points difference like are and and uh, uh eighty for Lee thirty five for all K.R. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it, I think, but that's what I was I was just gonna say, with Lee playing Wakefield at home this week and then uh, sorry, at home to wi- uh, Wakefield and at home to Wigan. They don't necessarily need to win that Wigan game, do they? No. Just, they they just need to win. Chase her out. Just yeah. It'll be interesting to see though what they do with that final game of the season, Mm won't it? Because we know that they don't have a big squad. We know what they did on the semi-finals. uh, Into oh, the week before the semi-finals of the Challenge Cup, they played the full strength. So that would point to point to them probably playing their full strength. Well, it might be that Wigan
2: need to win that to win the League Leader Shield. Mm. So do you sit there and go, we don't want to play our limited hand too early. So Mm -hmm. enjoy yourself, Wigan. It'll be interesting but we need to get to that week because there's, there's still some, some issues I mean we don't yeah. know yet who is in the, the six for sure we don't know who's finishing fourth and getting a, a home tie we don't know who's winning the league leader shield because all three of them still have a chance you'd have to say the way Wigan are playing at the moment they would be favourites rightly so um, yeah Wigan play Castleford at home this week don't we and then are in way, the at, way at least so. but it's just that they've only conceded one try in the last three games and Whilst their attack is clearly on song, it's the defence that mm. you should be looking
1: at this time of the season. Yeah. That'll be historic documents on Friday because in in lieu of uh, you know you've got the uh, last program last game at old sort of things that will be the last program for a Wakefield game of Super League because Wakefield don't do them. So Lee do them. So, so uh, stock Le- up on them. Leeds do
2: it. So Leeds, Leeds got Castleford at yeah. home last round. So that will be the.
3: I mean, just on Wigan. Probably benefited because they, they played. Um, <laughs> they played. They played out the week before. They played the final, didn't they? So they can. That was a bit of a gimme. Mm. And then they played Lee the week after the Challenge Cup. So they've probably, they probably benefited a little bit from that. James Bell was outstanding, says Tony. He was. Paul says he's been
1: outstanding all season. Maybe he could win Manchester, but he's not going to win Manchester. I tell you what. There's a few candidates.
2: The, the great thing is that there isn't one. Obvious standouts. There's about six really obvious standouts, and and I don't envy who's going to end up choosing that, um, because Bevan French again gave a masterclass.
3: Well, ultimately, it comes down to the points, the cumulative points, doesn't it? Mm. So it isn't a decision as such, is it? As far as I understand, it's just. Who well, the I think the it, table, I think
2: it? it's. Do they still have to have a little panel convened to I don't say? Know.
3: My assumption was Dep- it's just a depends league on table. Who wins <laughs> It's a league table, and it's where you finish it at. You know, if you finish at the top, so. But no, I, I, I think. Lachlan Lamb's been fantastic this year
2: um, French has been brilliant um, so yeah Be- Bell would see Bell
1: can't win it because all the points will go to Wellesby
2: well Wellesby has been so amazing this year yeah. as, you know, he probably is ready to graduate from Young Player of the Year mm. to Man of State NRL <laughs> keep throwing that in until it happens and I can go oh, I told you see, man. Like, like no some rather going. exciting games in there this weekend in their first round of the playoffs but we'll get to okay. that. With, with the help of British assistant coaches.
1: <laughs> and Dom Young. And players. Wakefield's own Dom Young. was magnificent. But the uh, WF12 postcode derby is back on next year, says Andrew. Look on the bright side. Come on, you rounds. I mean, it's all going on in the Championship, isn't it? next year, Batley, uh, Wakefield and... Jus- I mean, I'm, I'm saying Wakefield are down. They are down, now. not yes. It's going to take what? some collection
2: well, it's of It's going to take them down. to win a game away from home, which they haven't done all year. And it's going to take Castleford... To lose both of theirs, but I, I don't see much changing. I think four points with four to yeah. play for is it's too much. Yeah. Um, this weekend was the one, unfortunately, for me that Wakefield got got relegated.
3: Yeah, that that we said, didn't we, last week that that game that Castleford were, that had was was a massive game for them, and I think that'll be that'll, that'll get them home. now
2: And I know we're jumping about a bit, but Wakefield <laughs> scored but their points very late in the game against Catalan and. It looks as if it was going to be their seventh game of the season without scoring. And, and again, you know. Still not broken. That's,
1: that record. that's not going to change in the next two weeks. I mean, that is the thing now, isn't it? Because it is Just break the record. You may as well get a record out <laughs> of it because, you <laughs> know. What? Don't score so last yeah, two yeah. games. Where's, where's, uh, where's Betfred? What, what's, the, what's the old Betfred? Um, I, don't, I don't think. I mean, I've not seen the game. I wasn't there. But I don't think there's anything you need to say about it. Catalan's beat weight for them. Done in the first half. I think half Catalan's and,
2: needed to. to keep to the week, get over yeah. the two defeats that they've had. Um, I don't think they played as well as they're going to need to if they're mm-hmm. serious about you know, either winning the league leader shield or or getting to Old Trafford. But you have to put a stop to something. Um, so they'll be happy with that. Um, they've got a relatively easy game this weekend. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I I think relegation is done. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know why Wakefield go from here because David Fafita's already left. Apparently there's three or four players that are being earmarked for other teams. <coughs> we don't even know if there's a parachute payment for next year, do we? Because uh, the new TV deal will kick in and well, there's, there's all less got, money.
1: We're going to watch football now because 1,000 people watch that wakefield holder game on Saturday. That's only so that because well. you mentioned it on here. Yeah, it? <laughs> obviously. Um, Phil says, does anyone really care about winning the league this year?" Well, Castleford did. They, they, they did. I think then after being pilloried on this programme for just doing that. They but, I,
2: but I think this is a conversation we've had every year this comes up and saying what we need to do is name it after somebody and make it prestigious because it's only not because we don't make it such. If it was the, you know, in, in Australia they have the JJ Gilton and Shield. Uh, he was a great administrator from the very early days that was. One of the people that ensured that rugby league was being played. Is that their league leader's shield? Yeah. So I, but I've never heard of it. And it's
1: massive. It's like So for Super League that's enormous. If we're naming it after an administrator <laughs> synonymous with Super League, James knows where I'm going with it. The Morris Lindsay Shield. There you go. I thought oh. the Steve Ganson
3: <laughs> Shield. I thought oh. you were going to say Nigel Wood. No,
1: right. <laughs> But if you you know, seriously, if you want to name something after
2: Rob Burrow, for example.
1: 'Cause we're not going to change the man in the match at the grand final. We we bang on about You time. know, if you invested in the League Leader
2: Shield, his name, it's a, it's a much more prestigious thing overnight. and talking to Matt Pete on Saturday, when he was trying to claim that the team had had a difficult game, um, <laughs> very yeah. un- very unpredictable team league, especially when they hold the ball. Um He was talking about how important it was to him that they won the league leader shield and it's a measure of consistency that the top of the league means a lot to them that how they perform in the next two games he thinks is vital to take into the playoffs. He wasn't dismissing the fact that coming top meant something. He was saying that he actually wanted it. Now again, it's only us that say it's a hubcap and it doesn't mean anything because the game itself hasn't invested in it that it's a major prize.
3: I take your point. I mean if you named it after somebody that, you know, with merit, then it, it probably raises it a level but ultimately still the season boils down to the grand final, doesn't it? And winning and winning that. But
2: try and tell Huddersfield in twenty thirteen and Castleford in twenty thirteen yeah, looking club, back
3: Yeah, it means more to a club that haven't had yeah success as it were at, on that stage. Yes.
2: So like, you know, it's not gonna happen, but let's say Lee managed to Accrue enough points to win the league leader shield. How good would that be for a club like Lee? You know, yes,
1: it would be very second important. Second league leader shield for Adrian Lamb but
2: you know, I'm I'm using that as an yeah. example. Why yeah. not? That clearly for clubs that win it incessantly, it might not have the same cubus unless it
3: is named after someone where
2: yeah you know, people have it's very a difficult like to, win to
3: win the league leader shield because you have to be consistent yeah. in order to to win it. So. For a club that has not won it before to win it is is almost more of an achievement in a way.
2: So, what do we need to do? Make it a five team playoff, which means that the team that wins the league leader shield gets the week off.
3: Just for me, don't tinker
2: with
3: it. Just leave stuff as it is. We've had five. I know that we
2: talked about And they're very very competitive. But do do you do something like that to make the league leader shield more valuable? That only one team get yeah. some material adv- it's almost like um, getting the immunity pin in uh, Masterchef
3: the easiest way to do it is put money on money on the table alright if you win a load of money for winning the, win the league 20 grand for winning the league 20 grand probably needs to have 200,000 pounds attached yeah. to it this is rugby league yeah I'd you know if you put money behind it then it has it has kudos grand behind the bar yeah back my club call Um Tony's mentioned Huddersfield making a huge financial loss despite
1: getting two and a half, half million year. I've not I've not looked at the figures because I'm not an accountant so there's no point in me looking at them it's like when today the articles come out Channel 4 had great viewing figures yeah but in comparison to Watten no one does any analysis they've it's lost, just lost two and a half
2: million pounds
1: but they've got an wh- no wh- which is
2: to. about a million more than the every club has lost a degree of money and some of what you lose will be determined on what your costs are so if you're a club that only employs three people, <laughs> that's a that's a, a limiting factor, mean. and it's probably why you're not at the top of the league. But actually, your le- your loss is going to be less because you, you're outgo. So I think it's we just done a piece in the, the magazine. I think it's six clubs have lost more than a million, but H- Huddersfield have lost two and a half million. But in total, they've lost a Twelve. lot
1: less than Wasps.
2: Twelve million across was
1: ninety Wasps. Yeah. But also,
2: it shows that you don't need to um, you you don't need to invest much in rugby league, even in a club that is making a loss. If you're a sporting entrepreneur, this is a sport that is ripe for
1: investment, even though everyone's making a loss. Here's the easy example because it's the easiest part of rugby league to be successful in, and that's no disrespect to those teams who are, because they're growing. York have won back-to-back women's Super League league leaders' shields. Got to the grand final last year. Probably will do again this. And host it. Um, Their men could still make like the playoffs. Mm. They don't need to put millions of pounds into that to have success, which the people outside don't know because it gets into the local paper and they'll see them on the front of the paper and Sinead Peach sleeping with the league of leader's shield last night
2: and stuff. Is it valuable in the women's game? The league of leader's shield. This is of York. Um, I think so, not it? Yeah. but why isn't that named after one of the women? parties? you know, we've made a why big isn't the
1: woman that the match yeah, of the yeah grand final of the Challenge Cup named after one either. Because there are plenty of them. I don't know, but it, you can have success in women's rugby in wheelchair rugby without having a massive amount of money put in there, and you get kudos for it. This is why the the Leeds in crisis thing is a bit. When people say the club. I think, well no it's not the, I, I understand of course I'm not stupid the men's team is by far the biggest element of Leeds Rhinos but there are other parts of it which are successful and those are the parts of the sport which will probably be the growing areas going forward when the next TV deal comes around when this comes around so of course everyone who supports Leeds wants the men to win everything but there are elements which are also successful in their own way the women's game was fantastic, by the way. On, uh, Another on good close game. Wigan, Wigan, Wigan w- were magnificent. They're getting there. Not close, they're
2: getting there. It was very much like the Cup semi final. The, the sort of, it was a very, very hot afternoon, and the, and the last 10 or 12 minutes, they, they clearly physically expended all their energy, but defensively, they were absolutely fantastic.
1: But not on the tell you, anything
3: It was good, though. Just but, jumping back to Huddersfield, I have not seen that story, so, okay there's a limit to what i can comment but i know they obviously have invested heavily off field in terms of their facilities haven't they i believe they acquired the ymca ground and things like that so i don't know whether that accounted that was accounted for in those set of accounts in terms of a a land acquisition or something like that whether that's a a contributory factor to the
2: would that that. land acquisition now also have a value in the accounts it would yeah so again i I, I don't. don't I'm not I don't an know the value. So I don't of understand no. how it works. <laughs> I are an that so that I could agree with you that
3: clearly I know nothing about. it <laughs> yes. If you're an accountant, support yes. us, Neil I John. Mean, yes, tell us. Do I've
1: tell got, us. I've got an A level in business studies, but it was a long <laughs> time ago now. <laughs> I think I have.
3: So <laughs> profit and loss. But account. if you're talking about investment and return on investment, mm. then you're right. The women's game is right for it because yeah. you, you want, if you're an investor, you want growth, and that's the growing. That's the growth in the game, isn't it? I, I'm sure that's what you're because it, it just makes complete sense
1: especially in a city where football clubs are rubbish these days you can find some success in
3: some particularly stuff. if you own your own ground which mm-hmm. you know, a number of clubs don't do but you need to have more events and if you're not going to have double headers then it's another event that you can host at your stadium mm-hmm. to generate more income through your turnstile and everything else that goes with it Zoe Hornby is really good isn't she?
2: She is now getting back to full fitness and actually scored a trial off her own kick how many prop forwards Grubber for the post a bit like how Brodie Croft did the other day <laughs> yeah but Bro- Brodie, Brodie Croft I don't think is a prop forward no no. Um, so yeah she took the ball into the line grubbered it through and won the chase to the ball and you go man that's talented or oh. oh, woman that's talented mm.
1: uh, she was great is this the bit where they come good and win the grand final again might have they got a difficult semi-final they,
2: well not only that but they, they have quite a young team particularly yeah. in the halves and, and they're playing Hannah Butcher there at the moment but it's probably probably gonna be one step too far, but uh, the the semi finals are a double header, aren't they, on the sky, but not in the same, same place. Same they've got place. one game and then the other which is
1: uh, which is brilliant. Shona Hoyle Woman of Steel. It's gonna start out, I mean I've not seen uh hardly any games but it's gonna say that as a kind of I do anyway, so I can say whatever I want. You
2: so know that. who does have a vote though, don't you? Well
1: she can make a own mind the It's her birthday today, isn't it? It is I said uh, I said sorry. I
2: sent her a message. is it, is it
1: you know is it any, any different to any other day where you get a lot of free stuff? It's just cake, I think. Um have been promoted apparently. They uh, have.
2: To uh, Super League one.
1: Yeah. So well done to Fev. And
2: London won the Women's Super League South Grand Final, ending Cardiff's reign of two years. I think a Reign of ten. Telford Raiders won the Midlands Super League women's grand final.
1: I mean I just to kn- bring it up today. I don't understand why Brogan was not involved in being Wintel, but that's just me. Um, Barrow A, beat Lee. LA All Road, Central speak. I saw that. The moves are happening again. And they'll get reversed. Um, so Leeds one twenty four 24 0. St Helens beat Boydington 56 6. Securing themselves the home. Semi final. York beat Tuddersfield 60 points to 4. Castleford 4, Bradford 50. And Featherstone 28. Salford 18. So. Lee didn't get promoted. No.
2: But Featherstone did. Uh, but Lee now are into the playoffs for the See that's what confused spot.
1: me about last year, last year was all down to one thing. So is the two teams being promoted? Yeah, it's going
2: to eight teams next year.
1: I so nobody's to... no being relegated. That's why when I was looking on the operational rules, I couldn't find anything. Because I did I did look for them yesterday. That was the women's super league. The semi-finals are in a couple of weeks on the tennis, on Sky. Yeah, on Sky, and then and then the final.
2: And the final will be played at the highest finishing team, which means if Lee beat Wigan, if York beat Wigan they will host the final all right. which is now the week before the men's final so it's a standalone event that doesn't stand in the shadow of the men's final which is also good
3: how long until the women's final is played as a curtain raiser well next year
2: I don't think it could be long do you no, I don't think so not 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 think now I'm the Challenge much. Cup uh, mm-hmm. has been played and the, and the World Cup obviously yeah. uh, followed yeah. that road yeah.
1: and as we know Alex Ferguson he likes but he doesn't like Union, so he would he would be happy with it. I mean, I'm sure the Glazers still speak him. Right? I mean, many artists do.
2: Great PR example. By the, the time are. we go to Las Vegas, the Glazers will realise how important rugby league is Vegas. and will say, can we have some more games, please?
1: What happens if one of the teams in Vegas is in the World Club Challenge?
2: Well, cl- the... clearly Vegas will take precedence as far as it's the NRL concerned. 100%. <laughs> Uh, Actually, I have to say that the promotion started for that and you look at the teams that are going there and the games that are going to be and I'd be getting a bit excited about what this may do for the sport in America. We're not going to crack it by the USA international team. It it is going to be maybe taking a prestigious event once a year. I I know people that are looking to go from here because they want to be there
3: for... Yeah. The very first time that wouldn't surprise me because it is. I mean, I've been, I, I, I didn't think it would be for me, and it wasn't for me really, Las Vegas. But I can see it, it appealing, it's like the big brother of Blackpool almost in a way, isn't it? <laughs> I think you sounded like Little S- Price, slightly, <laughs> slightly slightly, <laughs> uh, slightly, slightly, Bomb slightly. It's not as good as well, I seem, when I say big, I mean, very, it's, it's very, very Blackpool. Big <laughs> No, no, it's just full on. It's yeah. absolutely full on. And and if you if you're gonna go over there for a holiday and you like your rugby league, then it's just it's perfect. They're, they're going to have a week's worth of sporting events with an Australian
2: flavour. So the wheelchair are going to be yeah. playing three games. They're talking about maybe a boxing bout involving an Australian fight UFC, I think, or whatever it might. Be. Well, you can imagine. Well, There's always
1: plenty of rugby league players who have a fight, won't there? <laughs> boxing, aren't you legitimate, not not. In but you room. can
2: imagine, can't you, going over there to see all of that mm. and spent staying up all night in the. In the pokey machines,
1: it's and it, it does have great potential. Mm. The NFL, the NBA, major league baseball, to an extent, when they come over here. Um, I don't think the NBA has for a while. The NHL, when I mean they go more to Scandinavia because it makes more sense. But they're not sold on international teams, are they? Because and, and I know we have, uh, we would like our international. I, element I don't, I don't it think. Be, it, I think if you took South it to it could up. be a brand as much as. Yeah, I think if new you talk international Giants. teams who were the top
2: echelon, what they want and they're used to is elite sport. Mm, yeah. They're not, you know, they don't want the USA playing Canada in a, in what is effectively an amateur competition. But if you, th- they don't need to know Brisbane Broncos or South Sydney. What they need to know is that when they, if they go and watch those two teams play, they're going to belt the hell out of each other. I watched a bit of NFL Red Zone last night, which was back for for the new Brething season. On and at least two or three of the touchdowns were scored as if they were tries. They weren't just breaking the plane; they were actually diving to the floor to make sure that they did. Um, and and I was saying to the good lady, you know, once they get to see rugby league, there's an instant link
1: there. Well, and this is why. I mean, Kevin has mentioned some other thing that is going on. Oh, by the way, I, I I don't see the problem with people if they want to watch the other thing that's going on just to slag it off all the time. You you do that. That's fine. That, I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing to I do. What do it, it, didn't didn't you do? Whatever you want. I watched bits of it. I did. Yeah, I did. You, uh, were, you were impressed and thrilled by the handling skills on
2: this. Yeah, I didn't
3: say that. But, uh, <laughs> I, it was. I was watching the Leeds Wigan game on delay, and the English Rugby I, Union I game, and and it was a competition between the two. And actually, the Rugby Union game was attracting my eye a little bit more than the Leeds Wigan game. But obviously, it was going very becoming quite one sided. The Leeds Wigan game. But that was only because and I, I had tuned in after Curry had been sent off to see what, what the Ferrari was and then it was it was should he have been sent off? Well, by their by their laws and interpretations, yes. There's a sec- there's a separate debate as to whether their laws and interpretations are Because it
2: was there was a right. huge clash of heads in the Salford Warrington game on Sunday and it's like yeah, Is everybody yeah. alright? HI if you need it, carry on lads. Yeah. It, it was an accidental clash of heads. how, how do you
3: legislate for that? Well, they have legislated, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> quite clearly. In that, in that, what they're saying, their argument is that he has a clear line of sight, and he has a duty of care. He can't make contact in the air, which he doesn't. Uh, he has to wait until he's on the ground. But it's a split second, and he has to, um, he has Turn to come in lower. To the he has other to, no, he has to adjust his tackle height, so he has to come in lower. Uh, and that—that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to encourage a lower tackle height. Now, whether you, you can argue whether that's right or wrong, it, to me, I thought it was an accidental clash of heads in rugby league. It would be—I'm not even sure whether it would be a penalty. Be an HO, if you need it, or whatnot. Yeah, um, but we have seen things in rugby league that have been adopted from rugby union in relation to foul play, and I'm not suggesting that we will go down that road. But who knows? um
1: why have we even discussed something? Exactly, it's rubbish. Um, <laughs> I just saw his face there. No, no, my phone. He just, just decided to do something which confused me. Um, Tony said, 1300 league yesterday, watching the uh, women's game. That's great. And he also says, well done to Fev. Um, no, we haven't talked about Wynton yet. Don't, don't panic. Wynton's Whiting, coming up. Um, blah, blah, uh, people, yeah, I mean, get, we're never going to get the courage of Rubini Kevin it's just never going to happen um, it was interesting listening to um, Anthony Broxton on the Hypothetic podcast about the 1992 World Cup and I've come to the conclusion because I was on it once that podcast and, the, oh, and you were in the
2: 1992 World
1: Cup it was my 12th birthday I wasn't there um, but I was on the podcast once talking about the merger the merger and whether it would have changed anything and my conclusion would have been now probably not because I've got no imagination and I'm not sure having seen England won the Cricket World Cup and won the Ashes England won the Rugby Union World Cup which you know proudly 20 years on I've still never seen the drop goal Um, so it doesn't apparently it's an art form apparently yeah I mean who knew Um, I mean something when you see uh, Golden Point it's it's, it's some terrible art do you
2: think it's got anything to do with Kevin Sinfield being in the coaching ranks if they lose
3: yes but people can berate but but I think what you can appreciate is top level sport Mm. and you know, whilst there was no try scored and that doesn't appeal to me the kicking ability to drop that to drop those goals is something else but if by you, former rugby league but if you yeah, yeah but if you make our drop goals worth three points you'd probably see more drop yeah. goals in Super League well that's so, why, why there should only be one yeah, agree.
2: or two. two in Australia if you do it from the next right. door so neighbours garden.
1: so my theory is anyway even if Britain won the World Cup in 1992 it would have changed it really yeah, yeah, you really would have, have had a kick-on effect for a bit. But uh, to, 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 is, is is there a bigger interest in sure international rugby Union that. now than there was before the World no, Cup? No, but, like, but I think I it's just think, more hype about it. I, I think that at that moment in time, where
2: rugby league was with seventy odd thousand at Wembley on the BBC on a Saturday afternoon, Gary Schofield in his scrum cap, um, <laughs> he, st- he still blames John Devere. um I th- think they if, did on the podcast. I, I think years. to have beaten Australia at that time. Bearing in mind, we'd seen the eighty-two Australians come over and completely change the game. The eighty-six Australians replicate what the 82 ones had done, and we were still catching up with them by then. Right. Ninety, we won at one of the tests, and, and we were going. Actually, you know, the Aussies are at the peak of their powers. If we can get up to that level with our Ellery Hamleys and Gary Schofield and Sean Edwardses and Jonathan Davieses, if we'd have won in ninety-two. Turn them over at Wembley in front of a seventy, I think seventy seventy one thousand crowd. I think the domestic game would have kicked on from that, and that was leading into the time where we were just starting to hear rumours of Super League. The game was just starting to go on satellite television. Um, I think the amount of money that we would have been able to garner if we'd have been World Cup winners, and those players would have been paraded, which they would have been at the time. You know, I know we joke about you know, if if they'd won the World Cup now, you know, they'd not have vote in Trafalgar Square. For them, that the, the I can remember the PR for that game was in Trafalgar Square. You know, there there, there were posters of Martin Fire that's been written about, and you know, on all the tube stations. I think if we had won that game, however small that would have flicker would have lasted, there would have been one. Um, that was just about the time that that great Wigan team was almost started to come to an end, but don't forget in 94, they went to Brisbane and won the World Club Challenge, which was, uh, yeah, to to have won a World Cup at that time as well, it would have meant
3: something. I think you're right. I think I I was nine at the time, so I I can't exactly speak from first-hand experience or knowledge, but what I would say is, all they ever do with those... Situations, whether it be the Olympics or World Cup wins or whatever, is create an opportunity. Yeah, and off the back of that <laughs> opportunity, you have to invest heavily in order to capitalise on it. But and, we, and invest heavily quickly. But we did in '95 when we got Diana Ross for the to
2: open the world. So, like you're you going from you win the World Cup in '92, you've elevated yourself. Wigan win the World Cup Challenge in '94. It's elevated the domestic competition. You've got a World Cup then at home. Diana Ross is opening it. It's elevated it. Ninety six. You've got Super League coming in. It's it's almost as if had we won the World Cup, that's a little building block.
3: Yeah, but, but but it was a it all proved trajectory. But then, I suppose, you know, we could make a whole podcast about this. What happened? I think people already. Have. What happened in the in in you know <laughs> yeah, in the 2000s you like and probably yeah. onwards the, 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 the crowds grew and then this. The, Take a club like Bradford clearly in championship.
2: The, the quality but of overseas player coming in mm. was was much higher. But I, I do think
1: the and that um, I guess overtook where we were taking players from Wales, which obviously yeah. that, that doesn't happen.
2: I, I think yeah the the Melbourne Test when we beat a full strength Australia in the lead up to that um, World Cup final in '92, people started saying maybe we can match them. We'd had years of going they're playing a different sport and, and in virtually 10 years we got the gap to almost as close as it, it could be and to be, what was it, five minutes away from winning the World Cup had we won it I do think that would have had an impact You know, it was on grandstand it was, it was, it was a really big Saturday afternoon I, I can remember being there thinking well, I was doing said book with Mr Schofield
3: about his season <laughs> the reason for doing it was he was going to be the captain that lifted the World Cup but the Royal Cup's just been on BBC so, and I know they didn't get to the final and you're right, perhaps in what you say I, I'm still not entirely convinced it Do could you think been the if panacea we, that people No, but it,
2: I think it, this this one that's just passed, if we'd have got to the
3: final
2: we we, uh, we we wouldn't have won it, the Aussies were too good but if we'd have got to the final there would
3: have been a real ground swell of well they very nearly won it at the previous World Cup in 2017 didn't they Down but the that road. wasn't here I know it wasn't and it probably doesn't have the same and it, all pack. 61 games weren't on the BBC
2: no. I think again that was another moment that well, our mistake was we couldn't beat some. it was a fantastic yeah. game against Samoa but we yeah. needed to win it because yeah, yeah. that Saturday afternoon we needed the men to be running out of Old Trafford and, and it, it's it didn't where
1: happen we, it's where we saw with the I don't know it's it's not quite the same as the men winning the World Cup but the wheelchair team winning the World Cup is that because that whole narrative was built up over the BBC because people had seen it people had never seen it before uh, and now you've got a test match the World Cup final rematch being played at the Leeds Arena I don't know how many people are going to be there it's going to be a world record whatever it is They've done the ticket prices really well. They've sorted out tickets for accessibility, I <laughs> which, which, which wasn't available the start. I think the other thing about wheelchair is that is a glimpse of what it
2: could have been in '92 because wheelchair World Cup final didn't really have a legacy program after it. But what's happened, almost in spite of rather than because of, is you've got a documentary coming out on BBC Two. You've now got a huge international coming up in you know which you can you can call the rematch which is going to again be on the BBC we all know a little bit more about who these Mm -hmm. persons a lot of people know who Seb Bashar is now they they didn't know him until that one night in Manchester, they know who Tom Halliwell is Mm. Um, and and I think the participation levels in wheelchair would tell you that there has and you're going from a very low base Mm. so I get that, but you know 75% increase in people playing still a 75% increase in people playing so I do think that um, that moment in '92, which is not what we intended to talk about on this podcast, doesn't matter because um, we don't ever intend. Yeah, but probably easy. interested in some of the other game. I'm just delayed talking about Leeds <laughs> exactly. But, um, we know what you're doing, but I <laughs> do, I do think that, that that was a moment in time where we did lose a potential spotlight that. Um, we were we were five minutes away. With,
1: with regards to Kevin's point on on coverage in newspapers and stuff, I, I go back to the podcast we did last year in Dewsbury with, with Ian Laybourne where we the asked him about you know so. getting stories into papers and how hard it is these days. And maybe a Dom Young or someone like that can be the catalyst for that in the future because they are exciting. And he's going to all being well done, Yeah, he's going to
2: be over here playing for England against Tonga in in
1: that three matches. Fantastic. What a result in the wheelchair super league! Hull FC 34, Halifax the champions 22. It's massive. What a result that is!
2: And it does mean that Hull can make the playoffs at the
1: expense of Halifax. What a signing Martin Norris has been! Playoffs coming up. Got a final coming up the day after the. uh grandfather yeah. which is
2: going to be on Sky yeah. as well which is, which is fantastic yeah. at least
1: we all know one referee in wheelchair says Carsten yeah David Buck. Yeah. don't mention it. go to his head mm-hmm. um, have we mentioned Warrington yet no let's talk about Warrington because they lost to the Salford funny off, on the te- yeah, funny yeah. Well. they lost to the Salford on the telly um, one thing that has to be pointed out about this game and it, it's alright uh, chief executives of rugby league clubs having got former referees uh, on Twitter and then players for said club liking the uh, tweet by the chief executive but what's very interesting is one of the players liking that tweet was one who took a bit of a dive in the game and was called out rightly on the commentary for doing so so trying to in effect a match official is that, is, it, that, is that legally a sound way of describing I'm, it I'm not getting
2: involved in that debate at all but I would say that but for the incredibly exciting ending to the game it was, was dying <laughs> The, the <laughs> yeah. standard, yeah. I mean, I know we have to use the phrase "do or die," and I, I think it is obligatory now that uh, yeah. attritional. Um, but the number of mistakes, not least two that led to um, uh, Warrington scoring, and, and, and I think they could probably still be out there now and wouldn't have scored. Um, I know, it was it was terrible.
3: Yeah, I was sent to you w-
2: Warrington flattered to deceive wolves. <laughs> Mm. No, they're back now. Oh, no, not back now.
3: Well, I was saying to you, yeah, I've only watched about 35 minutes of it. the first 35 minutes. I actually didn't think it was as bad, but that's probably because I was forewarned that it was bad, uh, if you know what I mean. so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, Kevin says the effort was there,
3: but too many unforced errors
1: at crucial times. And I think that's, that can go for both sides. Yeah. It's interesting. I saw one of the people. The, the ending was sensational. Oh, yeah. And
2: could I just say that the player who has not received enough credit this weekend. Is Sam Stone? What a try! Or a finish! Because nobody said. Everybody said, "Oh, you know, great pass from." He was Brad a Chris Singleton, because it was. It was. Trying, it, yeah. You yeah. know, great evasive skills from Joe Burgess, because it was. But um, how fantastic was Sam
1: Stone to be the man in support? Great finish. Um, I, I saw someone replying to Ian Bleizer's tweet, trying to blame the match official for missing. Um, Josh Uley's really sort of boot in real time, thinking, "Oh, for crying out loud!" Just if you saw that in real time, you think, I'm, I, "As a non-match official, I'm sending it up as a try because it looked like a try." But then you look yeah, at it on the replay; the boot's on the line. So, oh, it's not a try.
3: Must be in the second half, is it? yes mm-hmm. I think it,
1: was, it, was it just before half time I can't remember oh, no. I oh, yeah. the Basically, minutes, they kicked so off w- a sh- they had a scrum it. with about I think it was oh about yeah just in the years, last so. minute yeah. Yeah. kicked yeah. off a scrum great kick puts it down but unfortunately as yes, he's put it down his boots I think that was the only move in the game where Warrington put two passes together <laughs> and a kick is there anything else to say about Salford and Warrington I don't want to upset uh, I don't want to upset anyone at Salford Warrington. It, it sets game up, game it it set, a it sets up a, yeah, an
2: interesting
3: two, two yeah. final rounds of the season because
2: got, it means Leeds can still make the play. No,
3: <laughs> it's a big game though this week because they're away at OKR Salford, aren't they? Yes, massive. You know, so for Salford, they, they need to win that. But it's so tight actually for that top six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leeds are obviously gone now. No, they're not. Um, you see, you say that, but they, if Warrington and Salford both lose their games
2: and Leeds win both of theirs, Leeds are gone now. Leeds are gone. <laughs> in the it's same way Wakefield's it's as likely as Wakefield <laughs> yes I know. I'm the, just saying mathematically
3: the, yeah. no Leeds are gone so you've got what Salford Warrington Hull KR it's a bit of a three way play off for, for, for two teams isn't it yeah, yeah. Um, and Warrington
2: have got St Helens this week yeah Salford got Hull KR so it'd be, it'd be interesting Warrington then play Huddersfield at, away yes which is going to be Salford, interesting, interesting because again are Huddersfield going to go out, trying to go out in
3: a blaze of glory because season tickets will be on sale for next year? Or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd go back to something I said before is that it kind of doesn't really matter in my view. That I, I can't see, I can't really see either any of, well, I, I probably I, I forget Hulk for a second, I can't see Warrington or Salford competing no. with the others in the playoffs. I,
2: I think the one thing that game showed us yesterday was that whichever of those teams get in the playoffs. Yeah or both if it happens to go their way neither of them are going to win the competition yeah.
1: Did you see Brad Singleton hit somebody in the head?
2: I didn't He no. got a match for it He, he did
1: but Should he have been singing though? It yes in the head.
2: Yes in fact, But he it was consistently more because he said to the Boynton player Yeah after but, but, the but same it seems thing. to and, and I heard what he said and he said I thought it was careless rather than reckless and so I'm going to operate the, the same consistency that I did um, However However <laughs> at the beginning of particularly was last season <laughs> any contact with the head 10 minutes in the same
3: yeah but we we backtracked from that didn't we after about 10-12 games but it's,
2: it is a mixed message That on the Saturday night you're watching Rugby Union and you're thinking oh an accidental clash of heads immediate red card or not immediate because they had 8 minutes to decide apparently um, well
3: that's, been, where uh, I, that's what I was trying to suggest really that I'm watching Rugby League and somebody has hit someone in the head yeah. and they've stayed on the field well I, 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 that's why I don't think that that's a sustainable situation long term, no Because you make a choice as a, as sh- a defender, should... you have make a choice in making a tackle, and that's what Ruby Union are trying to do: is encourage that lower tackle. So hand. any
2: any attack to the head, careless or oh, reckless,
3: should involve a period. So-and-so. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that, but if that's the way the game goes, it wouldn't surprise me is what I'm trying to say because. The interesting one was probably was it the Callum Watkins tackle? yes yeah, which from the got week before. With, yeah, which yeah. to me, every day of the week <laughs> is just a penalty. Yeah. So I was surprised if, if that's the tackle he got banned mm. for. Or he got banned, or he got what, what was it, grade B? I think. So it'd be similar. And appealed it, and, and failed in the appeal. So
2: whereas Salford had what was it three three appeals was successful. Yeah,
3: I think the difficulty with it is that it is actually direct contact to the head. The, the question is the level of force. Um, Singleton's was more forceful I would say
2: on yeah, what, what we, we it. I
3: think you know you're looking at indicators is it a clenched fist no. is it an open hand no. it, does it swing is it rising no. is it always no. rising but, for example? but it
2: is initial contact with the
3: head level of force what's happened what happened to the person that's been hit you know is his nose bust as a direct result of it for example all these these are all factors that they look yeah. at whether yeah. you like that or not Carson wants us to talk about Matt Dufty what would he like us to say
1: is he any good? Is he a first grader? Well, he is, he's playing
3: point. But it, I mean, from what I... He's, he's rocks and diamonds, from what yeah. I, I've seen at times. He can put on some incredible stuff, but it's just that level of consistency, isn't it? And, and that's probably why they're mid-table. It's because he, like the rest of the team in many ways, they're not consistent <laughs> in their performances.
2: I, I, I think that's a perfect summation. I think he, with his speed... Like Jai Field, he can do things yeah. that other players can't, and you would want that in your team because that is potentially your X factor. But balanced against that is if you're defending on your own mm. line, you're, you're virtually a man-line. Mm.
3: Um, it's I a think challenging position at full-back as well, isn't it? Because you are exposed. Yeah,
2: I think you've also got to look at the teams that he played for in the NRL and why he's not playing for them anymore. Mm. Um, and I think they decided it was too much of a risk, particularly as they were teams at
3: the bottom of the, the league. But that's what a coach is for, isn't it? A coach yep. is has got to get somebody who shows rocks and diamonds to show more diamonds and less rocks on a regular basis. That's I, the purpose of a coach, isn't it? I think if he'd signed for Leeds, it would be terrible recruitment that's why they're Leeds. <laughs> <didn't laughs> that's what everyone. Everybody well, them. I think Warrington fans. That that I'm assuming that's a Warrington no. fan. No, no that's Carlton Switch. Oh, sorry, it's from we, Switzerland. We've almost got Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland yeah Switzerland I was going to say it now. looks yeah. a little bit like that flag.
2: <laughs> no, all like. I'm um saying is that he. He hasn't come under as much scrutiny for uh, for his performances
3: and whether it's a poor signing
2: as he would have done if he'd necessarily signed. I think click. We'll quickly, quickly, yes. quickly, quickly.
3: possibly. Yeah. I think the other thing, though, is they've got Ratchford there. Why have they never they they have persisted what? with him, in and they've not moved I ever moved Ratchford in that position. I just they?
2: think that Ratchford's wasted in the centre. did been play the six
1: when they needed the six. So I, I, I didn't
2: see him drop the ball, which led to a try <laughs> in that first half. Oh. I think that was just symptomatic of the game. Yeah, yeah. but but it's also, like, I
1: I always thought Rashford was a potential loose forward later in his career as well. Mm. Now we spoke about reunion. Uh, did have you heard about the football at the weekend? Big game in the the National League North. Oh yes. North yes. yes, 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 yes. United versus Buxton. Buxton yeah. winning goes into a stoppage time. But
2: Buxton winning a with
1: ten men with and ten men B men. against the league leaders. Yes. The Mighty Scunthorpe Chops it down Rain Match abandoned They've Four minutes play. Four <laughs> minutes <laughs> out ah. of a
2: hundred to go With ten minutes left No four said, yeah. they Four played, minutes They later. played
3: 96 minutes Oh please They've got to start the game so Ridiculous Well ridiculous It was abandoned
2: in
1: the first place Friend of the, friend of really it's mine Well, well, well was it
3: abandoned the yeah. Rain was yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. the pitch flooded I so, mean I assume so I'm not saying but The game will be Replayed in four Wow Speaking of Ian Watson's Huddersfield
3: Giants, what was the score? Sorry, I the score. Uh, was it two, two, two one to Huddersfield. I suppose the problem difficulty with the football is mean, one goal, isn't it? Yeah. One goal. Yeah. I think the, the, the score one goal. goal and and I said it was all. The changes the result. I
1: suppose. What else can you do? Um, Huddersfield Giants. I mean, they don't have a crowd because it's not been given. Playing against Hull, Kerry obviously don't have a crowd either. Um, do, do Huddersfield get enough criticism for this season? Compared to the fact that they're two points below, mass- massively in crisis, leads.
2: wasn't that uh, the start of our podcast last week.
3: Uh, we talked quite a bit about. I think they've it? got. Well, away. No, I think rising.
1: they've got away with it because they. why did exist.
3: The pressure eased a little bit when they pulled away from the relegation yeah. zone, didn't it? And people stopped talking about Huddersfield at that point. Um, but they've, they've they've got issues, which I think you're well. you know all about. That, I was
2: so. speaking to one of their coaching staff on Saturday
3: and I said
2: he must be disappointed because clearly you had last year to build on and you've got a better team this year but result-. and he said have you got a better team and I said well you know a lot's been made about your recruitment and he took me through four positions where the incumbent is not as good as the person who was left <laughs> now I'm not naming him all those players but he just he, he said for example do you think that Isan Masters is a better player than Ricky Lutelli? Now not from you know fr- from the outside looking in, Masters has not had the same impact clearly that Lutelli has moved even in the early season at Lee before he got injured, he was he was the chances he was making for Charlie, he, even the way he played at Toronto, he is a top top line signing, Ricky Lutelli, one of the best centres yeah. in the game. So I sort of get that if you go through all of Huddersfield's recruitment and where they are in the league, it's probably a bit of a falsehood to say you've recruited better this year, therefore you should have been better. It's,
3: I'm sure I read a quote at the beginning of the year though about them spending as much as they've ever spent. Oh, they have, but that. It, but it is the quality the same. Well, but then one of the one of the I would say one of the reasons given an interview that Ian Watson would have given, and one of the reasons why Huddersfield probably appointed him was because he was good at bringing on players that perhaps weren't your top line players, yeah. and that's trying not to be disrespectful, but they probably weren't earning as much <laughs> money as they, as they could have done uh, other players could do in those similar positions at other clubs for example and and that's how, he was demonstrating how good he was as a coach by use, by getting performances out of players that perhaps wasn't as expected, so if you've got a coach that's really good at doing Absolutely. that, why can't you do that with that squad I, I'm not sure about that and I think, it's about and I just, to I the think you're
2: right because Sam Halsell who was deemed surplus to requirements at, at Wigan because they've got a Grade Three quarter line, I think he's been one of their best players this year. Mm. And Watson would need to take credit
1: for developing
2: him. Now, um, are, they,
1: are they doing the right thing in not being sentimental and not reciting Jermaine Gilford? Because I know it's it's easy to write an article saying that you should keep him on. He's a, he's a legend, and he is a legend. But he's a genuine one, not just a made-up tag.
2: Again, I yeah. think that depends on what, what his salary cap value is mm. um, have they got a young player coming through or are they going to sign a young player um, who they think they'll get better value out of at this stage of his career um, because he, he's not going to cost us, as much, he's, he's going to work up to the level of McGilvery um, oh, he's been a magnificent servant for the club and uh, 250 tries now in his career, is fantastic but every club has to make a decision about the jigsaw pieces of the salary cap, and it may not be about his ability. It might be how many games is he going to play because he's missed a few this year. How much do those games cost us per game? Is that a? And I'm going to use the word luxury right. that they can no. no longer afford.
3: And I suppose from Jermaine's point of view, is he going to get a contract elsewhere? I would imagine he probably would. Oh, well, how much is that club? Likely to pay well. Some clubs will be prepared to pay quite a bit for somebody who have his experience. I the man
2: brings
1: Dom back. Mm. Mm. Sh- one that got We shouldn't um, take anything away from Hulkingston Rovers. We shouldn't. Stewart like says that, how a much rate- of a force could Hulker be in the playoffs? After so that, the massive disappointment of Wembley, getting it back to level, losing in Golden Point, but here they are. They're in the top six. They're looking. They're looking good. So Jordan Abdul's
2: back. So I I at
3: home this week away, so.
2: I think they could do what Leeds did last year I with all that but I mean I think they've got um Jesse Sue coming back which is really going to help beef up the pack um if they can keep all their key players fit Jordan Abdul's back you know and again uh, over the next two weeks he's going to get fitter and that's another option that you'd want to have within that 17 uh, because he's kicking game on 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 you know, when it's on it's as good as anybody's in the league if you can add that to where they already are and what they've already got you know they, they've turned around their, their Wembley for. and we saw how they've played against Wigan this season then I would say if they've got everybody fit there's no reason why they can't finish possibly fifth mm. and turn over a couple of teams away from home it, it won't bother them that they're playing away from home
1: uh, Abdul
3: was really blowing though, not fit at
2: yeah. all yeah. no, no he isn't time. but he's got two more rounds to get fit That's and then it can point. be a real influence in the playoffs
3: so as the table stands at the moment it's third Saints fourth Lee fifth Hawkeye sixth Warrington so that, that would be Lee versus Warrington wouldn't it Ooh. they're going to repeat the challenge cup at the moment but obviously Hawkeye Tonkin in the other week at all. Uh, Kevin right. says
1: Huddersfield need to keep McGilvery at the club if they can as a coach because he's Huddersfield through and through and you need people like him. I,
2: I don't think he's any ambition to be a coach. I, I think he's been quite honest and open about that. He is um, not looking to go on the coaching staff I don't think.
1: Um, Castleford beat Hull which it says more about killed off Hull. Well yeah again so the same questions about Huddersfield we we attach to Hull and this is the Jake Connor paradox. So he leaves Hull and it goes to Huddersfield he's not improved Huddersfield has he weakened Hull well they're pretty much where they were before anyway so I don't know what uh, the paradox is there isn't one um, I think you can make Hull are, Hull are a massively disappointing and underachieving club to say they're from this big city they've got a big stadium they obviously have the club. Hull? Hull FC yeah. you're not talking about
3: another no. club no
1: which one? Oh no that's, that's still to come <laughs> still to come I'm not even going to get involved. No. <laughs> but I think the um, two Challenge Cups, well done to them. But you know, being in one Grand Final and they were pathetic in that. The thing about um, Hull,
2: I, I think you can look at Hull KR and Hull. Hull KR are where they are at the moment, partly because of the foundation that Tony Smith laid, who took them to within 80 minutes of a Grand Final and made sure that, that initial recruitment of younger players and, and developing them. Uh, into the force that they are now Willie Peters has taken to another level I think Tony Smith can do that at Hull but this is the season whereby they're going to have to have a massive change because it's the third year running that they've run out of steam with two or three months to go and that's partly to do with the players that have been recruited before Tony Smith under Brett Hodgson and Lee Radford Um, they went for a big physical presence but limited engine and for the third year running, that's cost them. I suspect that. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of the signings of Franklin Pelle and Jade Knockenball because they they are big bodies. They're going to give them some physical presence. I just I just don't know if. Again, you know, they they can't get into the Canterbury team, and Canterbury are woeful. Um, but Tony likes projects, so he might be exactly they might be what he's looking for to make them have a more physical presence. I think you can't judge what he's doing at Hull until next year Mm. Um, and and it's a real shame they're losing Jake Clifford because I think they were hoping to build whatever they were going to do around and he has been there shining light this Mm. year and he signed a two year deal and there was a clause in his contract that said if anybody came back to get him they couldn't stop it, they wouldn't stand in his way and they couldn't, Um, but if he'd have stayed for next year I'd have been confident that this was the start of Tony changing time is the issue we need to talk about because clearly the next side you're going to debate and I'm clearly not Um, time is an issue and and I do think that um, Huddersfield I think have had the time for Ian Watson to get the squad he wants, what did we say last week? 21 players have been signed under his regime at the moment so he he has got more of what he wants than Tony Smith has at the moment, so I think when you're looking at those two and where they are one you can say as underachieved. One the jury's still out. Can straight down the camera and say,
1: "What a what a performance! Well, obviously the performance of Saturday, Halifax beating Toulouse. It was actually that was a fantastic. No, can, performance. We'll come on to the championship in a moment. So Leeds are in crisis again. Leeds brackets Leeds men in crisis. Wigan fifty points nil. I mean it's is isn't it? Because you're watching it and you're thinking, "Can I get fifty late on?" And they did. Um, Wigan are quite good, aren't they? Let, before we say. Leeds are crap, and everything's crap about Leeds, and everyone should be sacked and they should raise Headingly to the ground. Wigan, are they a big big club still? We're going to quite good. We're going to quite good, and and they continue to be quite good. I think perspective is always difficult
2: because clearly you're looking at an 80 minutes and you're reading as much into that as you want to read into it, and it's hilarious for everybody on the outside. <laughs> Wigan went to Catalan two weeks ago. Yeah. Catalan are a good team, so if, not we in are, if we accept, Leeds not such a good team. I bet you just them, glad. Uh, and they beat them
3: 34 nil. I bet you're just glad John Davis not here this week because you came under a bit of pressure last week. you would be under even more I pressure thought, this I week. I thought I handled it. All right. <laughs> I'm not under pressure. <laughs> you've got
2: to
1: keep your tone. But I, we we if, if you're
2: going to beat the best, and at the moment I would say Wigan are the best because they've scored um, a over, over 100 points yeah. in the last three games conceded one try. so yeah. if, you, if you say they are the benchmark that they've beaten Catalan by 34 points at home two weeks ago who were one of the, you know, the team below them on the table they're the side so if you're going to play the best you've got to have your best players play mm. to match them and it isn't an excuse but that was a very young Leeds team I only have one question because I'm not going to defend them because there's no point. Because it's 50-0. There were some fans in the Leeds South Stand singing, "You're not fit to wear the shirt," to a very young team. If any of them are, are, are joined us tonight, I would like to know to who were which players were they aiming that at? Because I felt that was completely unjust. You can be upset at the fact that paid your good money and yeah. your team haven't delivered but I'm not sure that that is in, justified in any way whatsoever I mean, I mean if you're going to tell me that you think Jackson Phil isn't fit to wear the shirt then well, I'm, I'll you, I'm, I'm m- not sure what's,
1: what's hilarious is the, the, the clamour to get him in the first thing thinking, let him develop don't rush him I know they haven't to rush him at the minute
2: I mean I, th- I think and, and you're, you're quite right you can talk about what, what has gone wrong at the club with people like Nanny MacDonald and all that kind of thing and I think that's a separate issue to saying there were eight kids in that team but, uh, sorry I'm mean, keep interrupting you
3: tell me that they're not fit to wear this year what I would just say on Jackson Field to me this, this, the lead season was written off when Blake Austin went that, that was the sign for me and that's not to say Blake Austin's been the answer to Leeds' prayers, by the way. But it just it, well because he's not there. He is though, right? just doesn't. I don't understand. I didn't understand the reason. I didn't understand the timing of it. It almost seemed like we've written the season off. We don't think we're going to make it. Let's now. And if you're going to go down that road, that is the time to blood somebody like Jack Sinfield to give him that first I, I team I, I opportunity. I just think because the, 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 the academy not, system and the reserve system's not great.
2: When they let Austin go, I don't think they'd factored in that Caesar might not play again this season because of a head-knocking training. And then Jacksonfield's in. Richard Mann was already
3: injured by this yeah. point, wasn't he? Though? So
2: Jacksonfield isn't in necessarily because they feel he's it, ready yeah. to go in. Their the half-back combination against the against Bevan French and Harry Smith, who argue would say are the best two half-backs in the game at the moment, was Morgan Gallon, who is, is not yet a stand-off and may not be, and Jack Sinfield, who by Leeds' his own admission, they don't think yet is ready to play in the first team. Mm. It's probably not a surprise. No, but it's why the, I'm it's sure. the magnitude they, they, of the defeat. Not, there are reasons behind it. Then you ask questions, quite rightly, why was Austin, why did he want to leave at such an important stage? Why is MacDonald not wanting to come back? And those are questions that do well, need I think, answering.
3: I think when you people, talk about the spine all the time, go there. So if Richard Man has already injured, then know that. Why would you get rid of one of your spine players, Blake Lawson, at that stage of the season? I appreciate they would have realised that season where we may have then subsequently got injured, but they'd already lost Lehman, who was another one, spine which player gone, which was a choice. Gone, which which was was a choice. choice. So, and they don't have a captain, which I think is a. They do. Do they have a captain?
2: Yeah. It's Cameron Smith, isn't it? He, t- he does the toss every week. He's interviewed before the game every week. they just got this Australian attitude that they want to focus on the
3: leadership group. Their captain is Cameron Smith. But is he named as the captain? Because all teams... have Well, well he he's in league days, we'll have a lead- I'm doing a match round. report. Well, mo- most teams have a leadership group, so that's not a, rev- that's no, not a revelation. No, he's the captain. He does the toss. But you but do need to have a single voice at the times from the player's perspective, but it just I think the captaincy
2: is only an issue when they lose 50 nil at home it's not when they beat St Helens well this at is St. the St. question Helens. I was going to ask how many times have Leeds lost heavily this season well that, that one half at Warrington in the first game of the season and so, so, I mean they've still got a positive points difference so, after yeah, so this
1: is not some kind of you're losing every week 60 no. no. it. No. it. And, and the other question will be and this is the casting because he'll know is there a German word for when Harry Neubel went to the Wigan fans and it was chalked off the try? Is there a German word for that? I don't remember.
2: Well, the, the Wigan fans certainly made up for it from that moment onwards, singing Harry, Harry, what's the score
3: as he kept standing behind the posts. I think some of the exasperation, <laughs> though, as I we was telling you before, the, the show is that if you compare Leeds to, say, a Wigan and St Helens, yes. similar structure in terms of uh, their youth structure and the players that they can bring through they've had a lot of success leads over you know the last
2: what yeah won the academy grand final last year yeah I mean I'm talking with the first team if you go back they've
3: had a lot of success as a first team and then over the last few years they've had far less success and that that is difficult for fans to come to terms with when you're used to success year in year out absolutely that sense of entitlement and but mentioned the T word that I saw was battered about on on social media transition Transition. people don't like that word and I get that because each year yeah but each year your squad changes and there should be there should be a natural turnover I think we've talked before about Mm -hmm. St Helens I think one of the reasons why St Helens have been so successful is they have changed two or three players year in year out gradually what will be interesting and I think we've mentioned it on here before is Saints
2: will go into transition So that's one so one when goes. So, you know, it'll start at the end yeah. of this well, year well, because so. Roby and Louis mccarthy Scarf will go and they've been very important. Wormsley's getting older. Wormsley will go. Um, Percival will go. Makingson will go. Lomax will go. Which will be, they're irreplaceable players. And yes, they signed some very good players. That's going to get harder.
3: But that's where you have to have...
2: But it's... You know, that, that recruit... I, I was saying to somebody over the weekend who was... Send him a text laughing basically, which is fine. he No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't ring it at the moment. The, um, <laughs> the, the days are, you know, t- take him as an example. 1987, you, neither of you were even born. Um, Leeds were very, very Leeds didn't get relegated on points difference, virtually on the last day of the season. For the start of the following season, Lee Crooks have been signed for a world record fee. Gary Schofield have been signed for a world record fee. You can't do that anymore. Oh no, absolutely not. No. So and, and we're going to get less and less fish from the NRL pool. Who are you said? You know why? Why were the crowds so high in 2000? Because you'd pay great money to go and watch Jamie mm. Lyon against Leslie Vainikolo, and with the greatest respect, um, you know Leeds have been criticised by their own fans for signing Matt Frawley. Mm. That's the same Matt Frawley that just scored a try for Canberra in a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. but it was rubbish but, at
1: Huddersfield. So but yes.
2: it, but that's the top level you're going to be able to recruit at in terms of players who are available, playing in a in, in a side that's at the top of the league in a playoff game. So you, you you're right. There will be transition, and you won't be able to change in the way I that mean, we'd previously. It'd be very interesting. But ultimately, we're, we're going to doing it well at the moment. When
3: you look down the, 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 the league team and looking at the teams, they still remain uh, Wigan, St Helens, and Leeds are probably the three most successful teams in Super Leagues. Mm. And Super Leagues yeah. been about. Yeah. Uh, and then you throw in Catalan over the last few years that have mm. gradually improved. That's five years, yeah. Um, but beyond that, you know, when you look at Warrington and the money that they've got and mm. the and the support that they have, they've got their own stadium, yep. and they're underachievement. And then you look at the likes of, Hall, as was jesting earlier on, they're in a hotbed place of rugby with a, a load of youngsters playing in that city. Yes, they don't own the stadium, but they've well, salary they, they're well supported as a club. They've got somebody that has got you know reasonable amount of money behind them, and they've not had success. So. If you were comparing them to those, they're still in that they're still in the mix of the Wiggins and the St Helens That's just over the last few years; they've not been quite as successful. And there is a price you What what
2: people have forgotten as well is they did make the grand final last year.
1: Oh, absolutely. Which well, is probably a bad thing because now I'm going, no, oh, but they did make the grand final. final. The grand, so, you know, yeah. the, this did that paper over some yes, cracks there. A
2: hundred percent. Yeah, and they are at the moment probably where they deserve to be. But to almost dismiss them as being. Um, you know, not, not building rubbish, something really. for <laughs> for the future and, and still in transition. In a transition period, they managed to win a Challenge Cup and get to a grand final. So yeah, there's huge doom and gloom there at the because they've lost fifty 0 at home, which is one of their biggest defeats in the Super League era. Yeah. But they're, the I, margins I are
3: fine in elite sport ultimately, yeah. and, and the I, I just don't think you can tarnish. tarnish.
1: So the women's team are good, and the wheelchair team are probably now favourites to win the grand final so uh, when when does Ron Smith get replaced by the Lois Fussell James, James Simpson Axison I whatever? mean
2: again I think it's
1: you know because obviously now it's, it's Ron Smith's fault and it's Gary Hedrington's fault well I think the but didn't, the, the fans didn't like Brian McDermott, and look how many trophies he You know, and he's
2: still
0: <laughs> so. he's still in right Newcastle now. <laughs> I,
3: I think. Absolutely. I think the other thing. Um, Wigan fans didn't like Wayne They got rid of Wayne because they didn't like the way they, they were play playing. It was, it was costing so a season tickets. You can't always win, can you? That's keeping. you no. and I and think no. I think you're
2: absolutely right. I think the other thing is that we've said that Tony Smith needs next season to be judged if, he, if he's moving Hull in the way he I think Rowan Smith needs to be judged next season as well because the team that he is going to have from next season he has now managed to get rid of all the players he doesn't think can play the way he wants to play so Leeming and Dwyer aren't there at hooker Austin and Caesar aren't there at halfback um, the guys who are coming in Lucky Miller um, yeah, you know, he's going to play in a spine position. This is going to be a Rowan Smith team.
3: Yeah, but I think that's so. I think we from, judge him next year. I, yeah, agree. But I think from a Leeds fans' perspective, I suspect one of their concerns is also looking ahead to next year and looking at those signings that I think some of those Leeds fans think we ain't going to do much better next year. Can, and they, can they do short so because, because, Well, i like being part of. A I think
2: the, the other thing to throw in there, you mentioned Harry Newman. He is their X-factor player. He's their Jack Wellesby, um, and he has missed. A, a lot of the last two years and part of his temperament which is an issue mm. is frustration well he needs to it, that means really and man. that again is a coach's thing the coach mm. needs to say I've, I've said you're a star player we, have, we we will look after you we do want you out there but I need to do something to help you change your mentality because it, you know, you're you're as much as a liability at the moment. If you say
3: or do the wrong thing. Well, you know, in fairness to James Bentley, you know, last year He's turned himself. He, yeah, around. in fairness, and, to and this year, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That last year he was always up before the beat and this year we've hardly heard anything from him. Now, now whether people he's think he's had a, had a better yeah. or worse thing, you know I, I don't no, really he's know. A, he, but they I, really missed him on Saturday. Oh, that's what I'm trying to say. That actually you can change, and that doesn't have to. Yeah. De- no. uh, have a negative impact on your performance so that's why I would be saying that's the conversation I had I suppose yeah. and I year. think you
2: judge the coach by does Harry Newman come out the start of next season with a different attitude do same you? talent different
3: attitude do you talk him with what you do not, and it's not the
2: same with Jake Connor, at Huddersfield yeah. that everybody knows that you know what may hold him back from being a great player with his skill set is his temperament yeah. so you look at the coach you just say look you know, if, if you're going
1: to get the best out of this asset how are you going to manage it? Nothing's going to change, is it, in terms of who is the coach and who is the chief executive? No matter how many people bleat about it on well, social media. Again,
2: I'll, I, I would go to anybody that says the coach needs changing, and say, "Fine." So, who's your first choice to take? Well, out? it's the
1: thing that we isn't it? Mark Mark Applegarth. If he hadn't been in charge at the start of the season, it would have been somebody else. Would anything have been different? No, because of the cards that were dealt to him. If he would have had Luke Gale at the start of the season, I think things might have I, been I different. I think he's behaved with a lot of
2: dignity. In a very difficult situation, It is almost he was set up to fail, and, I, and I've never heard him give a press conference where he hasn't
1: been incredibly honest and paid credit to where it was due. Should have just blamed referees. <laughs> uh, you probably didn't watch this yesterday, but I caught the end of it. Oldham twelve, North Wales Crusaders thirteen. Two men sent off in the last couple of minutes for a bit of a bit of a fracas, and uh, a drop goal for the the Welsh to see them through to Who, the final eliminator. Two of the teams above them. Okay. Mm. Um, having Knocking out George Ford's Oldham, as they're now known, even though he's got no connection to. It.
2: I did listen to Hunslet and Doncaster. Uh, and again, that's a great performance from Doncaster, who lost at Hunslet in the league, um, ended up finishing third, which was pretty devastating because they'd put a lot of their irons in the fire to get automatic promotion. Um, but again, they're another team that I think in three of the last five games hadn't conceded a point. That's the kind of form you want to take into the playoffs. Um, so now it's Hunslet Oldham for the right to go to Doncaster for the final playoffs. Hunslet North, North Wales. Uh, Hunsler, North out now. Yeah. But North they
1: signed uh, John Ward
2: for the right to go to Doncaster, which uh, yes, yeah,
3: whether they can go th- three games on the bounce now, North Wales. It'll be interesting. Though. In the Championship, Barrow beats Swinton in the big game
1: at the bottom end of the table. Is it Swinton? Um,
3: Whitehaven, Whitehaven next is, week that's
2: the huge. big game new that big game. is the big game <laughs> yeah. that is that is almost the loser of that is
3: in real trouble well there's three teams at the bottom for me Whitehaven, Keithley and Swinton it's a, it's a playoff between those three I think because I think Barrow probably will probably be safe they're on 17 points um, Barrow play, um, they play Newcastle, on Newcastle yeah. away this week so you'd fancy Barrow wrapping it up from their perspective this week so yeah. Whitehaven Keithley, Keithley, Keithley against Halifax That you'd have to say Halifax is win over to lose that's what I said last week though about Keithley's running they, they play Halifax
2: at home and, and Hal- London away Halifax have to win to get yeah. the hope of getting back into the six So I, I'm, I'm not sure Keithley will get another win um, but you'd have to say that game between Whitehaven and Swinton might well
3: determine which one of them goes down? Well, I think I'm sure Keithley will be praying for a Whitehaven win because that would put them on 18 points, yeah. Swinton on 14 below Keithley, yeah. assuming Keithley lose. And then they, they may be reliant if they can't get a win at London on Swinton's last game, which is um, away at Halifax.
1: London are going to do it, aren't they? They're going to beat Fev at the Millennium Stadium and and spoil the Fev story again. Uh, London beating Witness 52 12. As mentioned, Halifax's The form of win of London
2: is something that all the other clubs in that—it's it's,
1: it's a bit Leeds-esque. Well, more than that, you, you look at not, not the
2: thing. fact that they've got people like Corey Norman and Dean Farre and you suddenly think they're winners if they're yeah. fit, if they're now integrated into the way that the team want them to play. You, you don't want to the team you don't want to play.
3: Based on the league table, the fourth with thirty points, the same as Sheffield. But they're, but they're not. If you if you took the second half of the season there they're probably second something like that there's not much to pick between probably them and Toulouse I would say they've
1: nothing to lose it's going to be interesting that, that final spot isn't it because you've got Bradford who lost to York so York are back in the mix you've got Winners suit lost, but there's the still a point behind. Batley Batley beat Whiteham, so they're back up. And blah, blah, blah. It, it, it's it's exciting.
2: This it is, is. it's but fascinating the, uh, championship the championship because championship there's,
3: yeah, there's so many permutations.
2: Batley back in the six. Yeah, go go, columnist, scrambling um
1: are the sportsmen going to pick up the games that aren't on, or are league going to pick them up those, they? they have to. Here's the interesting thing. for you, And I mentioned this on uh, the weekend. Um, going back to streaming. Leeds Knights ice hockey team are playing a second tier of Bryce because there's no promotion or relegation. Game tomorrow night, haven't they? Uh, they might have, but they, they played a friendly on Saturday and they were charging 15 quid for a stream. The Sheffield Steelers played Nottingham at the weekend in home and away friendlies, which had a big fight in, because I love a big fight. 15 quid they were charging for a stream on both nights. Bring back the dish. If teams in the Championship and League One are not streaming their games at the start of next season, then they are forced would our yeah. fan base pay fifteen
3: quid? I think it's well. an awful lot of money, but but I mean I know because you're right. It's the second string that ice hockey league, isn't it? Mm. Playing it, um, but friends of mine go not massively into sport, but for whatever reason they've got into ice hockey and they go watch Leeds nights regularly and they really enjoy it but they you, didn't re- you'd be haven't you? yeah I went and they didn't re-appreciate that it was a second string I was telling them that this is like a second string and there's no like, promotion or relegation and all the rest of it and they were like oh okay they didn't, they didn't care they just enjoyed the atmosphere there must be enough people who will pay 15 quid for them to do it mm-hmm. so did you enjoy it Yeah, I did enjoy it. We didn't stay for the full game, though, in fairness. Uh, But I did enjoy it. But uh, what I wanted was, I wanted somebody next to me to explain what was going (laughs) going on. But that's probably because I'm a bit of a referee and I want to understand why things are happening. Um, In the same way, when I was watching the England game at the weekend, I wanted a little bit more input as to why things were happening. Which is what they should do on ITV, because they've got to understand that most of their audience don't have a bloody clue. Well, that's what happens on terrestrial TV. And and
2: whilst we don't want to talk about it for any longer, um, there was a very interesting comment on twitter because i wasn't watching the game and i don't like passing comment on rock climbing. More exciting. but the itv panel had a referee yeah. who explained exactly what had happened <laughs> and the players on the panel then said they didn't agree with
3: yeah I, you see i What's don't the think point yeah i agree they had, that's why i sort of tuned in to see what they would do at half time because i'd missed the first incident and they had jp Doyle which i'm assuming i don't know i'm assuming he's no longer referees um, but he would have been better placed in the studio to have a, a debate about it as opposed to the, the referee just presenting a can of what people This is why it happened. Uh, yeah, this is why it happened. These are the reasons. And then them just saying, well, we know that, but we don't agree with it.
1: I don't know if there are many £15 out there in Rugby League, but certainly there must be some tenors out there. Uh, and, and clubs have got to. You've got to be on the right side of it now because obviously they, there's not going to be a TV deal for the championship we wouldn't know if there was going to be any significant deal. There might be
3: some, something, I don't know. There even might be not, some
1: matches.
2: Of course, have been
3: streaming in the past, yeah. haven't they? Particularly yeah. around COVID. Uh, well, they weren't doing COVID, but I know Bradford, weren't they? Were they on, not on YouTube? They were on the proper
1: spot, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, so you do <laughs> yeah. wonder.
1: I presented it at least once. Yeah, because I, I did the game at Hunslet because um, Tom wasn't there and Danny wasn't there, so they left me to do it, which was always good. And I ended up chatting in the in the crowd to a coach of another team in the championship. He was asking me questions. I'm thinking, why are you asking me about? I bloody clue what's going <laughs> on. I know was in League One at the time, wasn't it? But uh, but that was free. Now, could it have been monetised? Yes. How do you monetise it? This is it, there must be something where someone can work out how we can make some money off it. But the problem is. Asking people to pay for something that they've been given for free for years or given as part of a package for years. And for some reason people will pay 15 quid to watch a ice hockey friendly. But they, they won't pay, but they're mad about paying a tenner for a Super League game on the
3: day. You wonder how many people though pay 15 oh, yeah. quid. You know, yeah.
2: I, I, I you think we've said it before, you've got to you the the make concerts. it part of a digital season yeah, ticket. You so you give them a mixed offer. You know, Maybe a championship game every week, but it's decided in Adelaide. You, know, you don't choose who you want to watch. It's, there will be a championship game every week, and for your digital season ticket, you can tune mm-hmm. in to, to get a, a really good coverage. I
1: mean, I was going to offer my services as a former skater hockey referee to try and explain what was going on, but Carson's even better. He's, he's got a coaching and referee's license for ice hockey. There's nothing you can't do, Carson. Um, I think that's it, isn't mm-hmm. it? Dale
2: Ferguson, the new coach, of
1: Yeah, and Huntsville got a new coach there as well. Yes. Whose name I've forgotten? Because it's coming from West Bollywood. Yeah. Is that Bradford? Yes. Right. Red or alive? Gary Schofield, where have all the half packs but uh, Where have they? Second row. Uh, we'll be back next week. We've got French biscuits. We've got French biscuits to sell. Some uh, somebody might be going to France this weekend. Yeah. Is it Nanny went Donald? Send it there. Can't get any better than that, can I? Come on. Although, if you listen to the podcast, there's extra material coming now, so listen to After The Music. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the first thing to obviously ask you in anything like this, Sam, is what are you doing and why? Uh,
4: so what we're doing, we're doing a 100 kilometres walk. Uh, 11 of us, in fact, sorry, 10 of us. Uh, one guy suddenly pulled out the weekend with a broken toe. And we're going from Leeds Rhinos, leaving on Friday, uh, this Friday, so the fifteenth September, uh, heading Lee, and hoping to arrive in Hull, Hull FC, uh, the MKM Stadium, around around ten thirty. If the planning goes well, around ten thirty. Uh, and we're doing that to to raise money, funds, and, and awareness for motor um, neurone disease. Um, why we're we doing that? Um, quite simply, just you know, really inspired uh, by seeing the impact of this, uh, you know, horrible, horrible illness on, on on Rob, you know, Rob Burrow, that was my kind of first, you know, understanding of of, of MND, first experience of it. What's, what's kind of struck me more emotionally uh, is in the last few months since we launched the challenge, you know, the amount of personal stories that people shared with me, you know, and the amount of people who, you know, have experienced it, uh, family members, friends. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a really, really horrible disease and we just we just want to do some, some positives to try and, you know, f- help find a cure.
1: But what, why this particular particular challenge? A hundred kilometres uh, in, yeah. in,
4: in a day? <laughs> yeah, so we, we decided to, I wanted to do something kind of meaningful. Uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, it, it's sizable enough where we'd hopefully will attract a, a decent level of fundraising. You know, I've listened to, obviously, uh, Kevin Simfield talk about deciding to do some of his kind of crazy things. Yeah, and you want to get something that hopefully will get a bit bit, bit of attention. So, that, yeah, we decided to do that. The reason we go from Leeds to Hull, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong LFC supporter. Um, so, followed Hull for 40-odd 40, 40 years. Um, so, the decision to kind of link the two, two clubs, essentially, with the, the link with, obviously, Rob, Burrow, with Kevin, Simfield. And then and we get to get to the KC, well, sorry, MKM Stadium as it as it is now uh, on on the Saturday. You, and love the game on Saturday. another the game on Saturday okay. as well. So, you know, yeah. So as I'll long, hopefully be in a fit state for that.
1: As long as you get there before kickoff. Then I I know you're aiming for half past ten, but as long as you're there before kickoff.
4: Yeah, yeah, we're in, we're aiming for half ten. We, we said we'd do it in under twenty four. I'm you know com- confident, uh, anxious, bit nervous, but you know confident. We'll we'll make that and. Uh, We'll definitely be at the game and have a few beers. Hopefully, in the afternoon. I mean,
1: Kevin Sinfield's great and everything, but he's ruined everything for everyone now, isn't it? Because if you're going to do something for charity, you have to do something <laughs> utterly ridiculous that, that that no one's prepared to do. But but we have to do these things now.
4: Yeah, abso- absolutely. You know, and, that, and that's why we did this. You know, we thought know, 100k in 24 hours. I mean, and it is. I mean, the training, the training for it's been absolutely brutal. That's all I'd, I'd describe it. And I, and I think you know, the training and the personal sacrifice as well. Um, you know, I, I, one of me, my cousins' husband, Jim Harlot, you know, he's he was working on rigs a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was, it was A key kind of phase in the training, and he basically walked round and round in circles on a helipad for you know a few hours a few hours a day. I mean, it's just it's crazy. You know, I think guys have been getting up at you know four a.m., four thirty a.m. to go out and do you know sixty, seventy kilometers stretches as we get ready for it. So. Yeah, and, and, you know, most of us have never done anything on that sort of scale. You know, I, 10 years ago, did a bit of marathon running. A couple of the guys, a bit similar experience, but to do 100k, you, you realise it's tough. I mean, we, me and um, my friend Paul James, is a big Wigan fan, um, he's, been, he's been fantastic in helping me to put, pull this together, Paul. And me and him, and another guy, we, we drove the route about three months ago. And afterwards we sat we sat in the pub and had a beer and we all said, you know this this is it's, it is a long way I mean sat in the car for three or four hours you think what what are we done um, so yeah, it's a big challenge and hopefully you know, it'll help with the awareness and and obviously fundraising you know that's the end of the day we're trying to raise some cash mm-hmm.
1: I mean, how hard is it to plan a route for something like this? Because you can't, obviously you can't just, you know, the easiest easy thing will be at least, at least the whole, right, that's the M62, but obviously you can't walk down the M62.
4: No, I, I mean, as I mentioned, Paul, you know, I think Paul spent, I was going to say hours, literally days initially on, you know, Google Maps and Google Earth. So he he, he gave up a lot of time, a lot of time to, to, to work it out. And then we've obviously done a kind of recce a few months ago. There's a few, you know, there's a few difficult patches as we kind of get into Hull in the early part of the morning. So a lot of effort around kind of planning the safety for that uh, is, is obviously obviously critical. Uh, yeah, the main goal is to get everybody back safe and hopefully everybody, you know, finish finishing the hundred. Uh, but safety is obviously number one.
1: And what's the um, what are the challenges you're expecting? Because obviously, you, when you start off, you're full of adrenaline or whatever, but. When you walk in, I guess, yeah. two, three in the morning, that's, that's. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're hoping for the uh, nice one, not the weather we've got at the moment in the UK, which is ridiculously hot. You you want something, I don't know, kind of mild. I don't know. No rain,
4: obviously. Yeah, yeah we do. We do. I mean, I, I live in, I actually live in Paris, uh, France, uh, so I, I've had some pretty hot weather. Even recently, it's been incredible, even doing some of the shorter walks. Now, I, I think the mental side of this is potentially... Maybe not, some, but it's unbalanced certainly with the physical side. You know, I, I went out and did 70K a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, you kind of hit patches at, you know, 40K where you think, what am I doing? You know, it's Saturday and I could be, well, I could still be in bed. I've got an early start. Yeah. But, you know, certainly the mental side is really hard. So the idea is really, you know, to work as a team. We're going to have to, you know, we want everybody to get through it. So we'll just switch up. Buddy people up, different conversations. You know, we're hoping we've got a few people coming along to do certain stretches with us to give us a kind of boost. Um, some of the pubs, we've got eight or nine stops on the route. So some of the pubs have been great. Um, I think it's the, the shipping at West Cowick at around 45K. I think they're, they're putting on some food for us and some bulties and stuff. So, uh, yeah, little things and, uh, along the way. But, yeah, it's, it, the mental side's Brutally tough, I
1: think. I think that's that's one of the things we've seen from the from all of Kevin Sinfield's challenges from the the documentaries and yeah. such is how important the people around him are not not just he it's not just him doing the thing obviously he, he doesn't want the attention but he does the thing and there's so many people around him helping him get there it's that teamwork that what he yeah. he and, and Rob Burrow did on the field being taken into these other other spheres
4: yeah absolutely and, you know we've been. We've been fortunate in that respect. You know, we've had some some real offers of help. You know, so we obviously got people doing support work, support driving. Um, yesterday, we had a real bit of bad news because there's a couple who are going to help us, and due to illness, they've had, had to sadly pull out. But again, in terms of you know finding that sort of team spirit, one of the guys got into one of his friends, and yeah, within two hours, we've got somebody who's willing to drive from you know seven pm to six am uh, overnight. So. That's a massive help. And I think families, you know, families has been great as well. You know, my wife has banned me talking about the walk. Um, Once it's done, she banned me on holiday for a couple of days. But it's been quite obsessive. And, you know, the support from family members in terms of time sacrifice and being totally distracted with it, you know, is is massive. And that's most of the guys who are doing it would say the same.
1: But when you get to Hull at ten thirty on Saturday morning, you're not thinking, right? Here's what we're going to do next. We're going to go two hundred kilometres or something even more ridiculous.
4: I had that. I had that. I had that conversation yesterday. Uh, we're fortunate where we live. Actually, uh, is obviously we're hosting the World Cup, so we the Tonga team actually staying just down the road. So we went we and we had a couple of beers afterwards in the garden. I said that to my wife. Said, I think that our next one, if we did, we could do maybe hundred miles. And she's like, "There's no way you're not doing another one." Um, a Big part of it—it's all self-organised. that's what probably haven't said, you know. So, I think if I did another one, I'd probably join an organised event and just take some of the stress away. <laughs> to be honest, um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I've got my eye on doing something else. Definitely, I've really, I mean, I've enjoyed it. The training—you know—I like. The tr- I've enjoyed the training. It's hard and painful and blisters and stuff, but you know, I, I've enjoyed it it's
1: amazing the the impact that one man has had on on, pretty much on all of us in, who are involved in rugby league in some shape or form, who we're not related to, yeah. we don't know him personally, but it's amazing how his the way he acted on the pitch and the way he's acting now has inspired so many people to do ridiculous things like this. And, and that's a testament to him and, yeah. and obviously his friendship with Kevin Sinfield.
4: Yeah, it's, it's just incredible, isn't it? It's absolutely incredible, you know. It, it, and for me, that's that's what inspires me. You know, just to see the impacts of this on, on on Rob Burrow, and then to see you know how that kind of leads team, you know, which are all kind of great guys, you know, kind of have rallied and pulled together, and it's it's quite it's quite incredible, you know. the impacts, you know, how Kevin's not been knighted yet is a mystery to me, but you know, hopefully that's coming. Uh, but you know, I, I'm a I'm a left seed diehard LFC supporter you know so I've stood on the terraces and you know booed those guys met plenty of times over the years probably given give what score but you know at, at the end of the day it's part of the rugby league you know community and you know Rob and Kevin all them guys who have, you know the legends of the sport you know what they got six grand final medals probably more you know it's it's, in, it's incredible
1: yeah Yeah, I try not to keep count of we, it it's, it's too depressing that for it, that. It? yeah
4: it is for me. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're I, just like we're just like one <laughs> <laughs> well you've got a couple of
1: challenge cups you know Um. how can people support you emotionally, financially you know, obviously one of those is yeah, yeah,
4: so I guess really important, yeah, so I mean obviously we're departing headingly uh, promptly at eleven o'clock if everything goes well. So if anybody is around or near the Headingley area on Friday morning, so that's this Friday the 15th, September, that would be fantastic. You know, we've got a route which is on uh, our, on our Facebook pages, uh, but it essentially takes us through Leeds, Castleford, um, Eggborough, then Goul, North Cave, and then kind of into Hull. Uh, so anyone on the, along the route, great. We'll be having collection buckets, et cetera. The, the big one, obviously, is our Just Giving page. So we've raised just under 17000 uh, so far, which is a, obviously a sizable amount of money. You know, I, I'd like like to get a bit more. Uh, so the Just Giving page is www.justgiving.com forward slash team 100km in a day. And then you just select a team member to to, to sponsor. So if you if you sponsor me, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> any 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 of the guys.
1: I mean, hopefully by as if by magic, that link should appear on on the screen. It'll certainly be in the uh, in the, uh, the, the the description of the video below. Um, Simon, we, we wish you yeah. all the best. And ridiculous things, I'd, I'd like to think that I, I could do something like this, but I've not got the fortitude or the uh, the ability or anything like this. So I, I am in awe of anyone who does anything like this. Uh, Better luck to you and the team. I hope you have a, a, a safe walk and there's no problems and the weather is much nicer than it well, much more comfortable than it is now and that you get a big reception both at Leeds on, on Saturday and whole on uh, Saturday. Uh, uh, Leeds on Friday and Hull on Saturday morning.
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, and I really appreciate you, you know, helping to do the that bit of promotion for us and having me on the show. It's massively appreciated. Could I just say one big, one thank you to Gaz Ellis, Gaz Ellis announced he's obviously that he's gonna leave Hull FC at the end of this season, which is obviously a huge loss. You know, you mentioned the challenge cups. You know, Gaz was um, Gaz was obviously instrumental in, in us winning those cups and they certainly changed my life and many others for 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 the rest of our lives. So um, much appreciated to Gaz and good luck whatever he's doing, in the future. I mean,
1: as a as a Wakefield supporter, you wouldn't believe how good a number six he was when he was forced <laughs> to play at standoff. But uh, <laughs> I, I look forward to reading about that in his book. And Uh, Simon thanks all the best and we will uh, we will uh, be be cheering you on in spirit if not in in person but I'm sure some of our uh, viewers will uh, try and uh, get out and see you at three o'clock in the morning wherever you are in in Golden I hope (laughs) so
4: brilliant thanks a lot mate
0: Podcast Network.